At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Let's go. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Steelers Nation Radio, we are right here. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, for the final segment of today's show. And I must shout you out once again, man, Power Grid Megawatts. You all continue. I tell you what. To, to just pump blood into this name. Y'all are the Kenny Nation of the, y'all are the Kenny Pickett of this show. Y'all just came in to provide a spark. You provide the spark. Y'all provide the spark. That's, That's what right. y'all do, man. That's, That's what y'all right. do. So salute y'all. Whether you love us or you hate us, uh-huh. or you think we're just okay. Yeah. Whether whether you're a part of Kenny Nation or you're not, <laughs> either way, the spark is there. You saw it. It's real. It is. It is. It is. And the uh, the uh, the power grid and the megawatts are continuing to uh, to give us a spark here. If you want to go to some more, let's do it, man. You know what? Some so, more reaction. How many times have we done this? We say, man, we come in with our plans, but sometimes the power grid and the megawatts. Their direction of involvement takes us in a different direction. And I think that's when we do the best shows a lot of times, honestly. And Coach Tomlin has always told me I need to remain light on my feet with game planning and not get so set in stone in one of these things. So you know what? I'm going to continue to adhere to his advice. So let's keep it rolling. This used to be easy, too, because, you know, we'd get like five, six, seven tweets every yeah. show. Now we're getting like 50 tweets no, seriously, every show. Yeah. So, I mean, it was dope because we could see the great. growth. The growth is organic. It's we great. can see it. We can feel it. But yes. Yes, this is true. You guys are overwhelming us out here. But we like it a lot. Michael tweets us and says, welcome to Kennywood. Let's ride. <laughs> what's up, cousins? What's the word? Uh, he wants to know what's up with Calvin Austin. I'm excited to, uh, for him to come back soon. You got an update on that, right? He's practicing today. That is what he told the assembled media members down on the south side. Now that obviously he's been, we know that he was activated from IR. Mike Tomlin made that announcement yes. yesterday, mm-hmm. and then he told everybody that he was going to be practicing today. So he's now in that twenty-one day window of activation. Do you anticipate seeing him this weekend? Are you going to let his availi- You going to let his practice I'm be let his guy? Practice be his, <laughs> his, his his practice availability be his guide, Coach Coach T. 
I if if you made me bet right now, I would say no. Okay. Because it's his first week of in season practice coming back from an injury. His first practice of being activated. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like he it's not like he right. got a ton of work during the during training nah. camp either. So I'm gonna go with not this weekend. But how about at home against Tampa Bay? Week six, he'll make his NFL debut. How okay. about that? All right, I can get with that, man. I hope he makes it sooner rather than later, just in the simple fact that he wasn't a first-round draft pick. So right, you don't get the luxury of a redshirt season, and they're just going to continue to you know, keep the light on for you. No. They will draft another Calvin Austin next year. Oh, they will. <laughs> what to say if he does not come out here before this year. Well, everything I said about Kenny Pickett, that does not apply no, to Calvin Austin not. and company. No, it does not. What I said about Kenny Pickett applies for Kenny and slightly George Pickens. After that, mm, it's more so performance-based. Oh, we know okay? the Steelers. They don't shy away from going <laughs> shopping at the wide receiver position. Yes. So That's me, for sure. So let me just throw that out there now. Okay, I'm just going to get Calvin Austin, do not listen to anything I said about Kenny. You need to be out there. You need to get thrown to the fire. Uh-huh. You need to find a week of sink or swim with you. Yep. We need to know, are you good or not good yep. by the time January, February hits? Yep. Your situation is drastically different than Kenny Pickett. Just just as a veteran. Oh. As a guy who's been in this thing for nine years, been a nice contract guy, been a rookie contract guy, been everywhere in between, this ain't what you're looking for, baby. I, you need to get out there. The sooner, the better. Let me repeat that. The sooner, the better. You can't miss all the preseason, the majority of training camp, and I play. No, no, no. That, that ain't how this going to fly. I know, I know Coach Simon way too well for that one. That ain't how that work, baby. You get out there. You need to go play. And be productive while you're out there, too, might I add. All Steelers rookies are created equal, but some are more equal than others. <laughs> I'm just like, you know. Scott <laughs> Scott tweets and says, forget you, you think you the first four two guy? I heard a Dre Archer before. Okay. You think you think you're the cool. only fast guy? I, I, I Hold know. on now. Hold on. Were they now. not third rounders? Were they not both Wait, Calvin was fourth, wasn't he? Oh, excuse me. Well, hey. even more so. Uh-huh. So even more in that scenario. Because Dre was the third. Calvin's fourth. Yes. That's what I'm saying in that context. Both were flash. Yeah, both were right. lightning. Both were electric. Yeah, you Both right. were kind of like the, yeah, oh, you're right. they're not coming from USC or a big program. It's like, oh, Memphis, oh, Kansas State. Oh, it's kind of cute. We kind of respect They're not them. coming from JMU, and all right? I mean, I, I ain't even throw JMU in there. I, you said I didn't go there. I didn't want to be biased today. Well, that's the biggest program you know? in the country, so. See, don't do that. Don't do that. We we did receive more votes this week, though. Yeah, I know I did want to throw it out there. Buddy, I know it. I did want to throw it out there. I know it. But we're just taking them one game at a time, man. Scott we're, we're, says, you know we're new to this thing. Scott says, no more Kenny Nation. It's now Arthur Nathan Nation. Hey, let's ride. Hey, let's get it. Shout out to my namesake, man. <laughs> Blake says, all you had to do was not let Motsi in the building and force him to tell you his middle name. See, that's it, bro. Euler Nation, Blake says. Yeah. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Because you know how I do. Every time you see me out there, what I do, I just be casually sitting. I don't I don't cause a fuss. I don't even speed text. You know how some people, like, you'll send a text and if they don't respond, you send another text and you call them. I don't even do that. I just sit one little text, and I casually sit there. I enjoy my breakfast, eat my little meal. So even if he does not come, it's going to be a solo show. That's what it's going to be. And I'll be sitting out there as his biggest fan. I'll be listening. You know how I listen to you. But I ain't going to get up. I'm just going to sit there. And I don't want to disturb you either. I know uh, you might get to some of this in, in Five Star Friday later on oh, in the week. Hey now. But uh, Steeler Nation 920. Let's talk about up it. Up there in Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, wants to know with you know the, the current status of the secondary for um, uh, Buffalo? F- no, for the Steelers. For Steelers. With the okay. current status of the, the with all all your starters right now being on the on the injury report. Um 
what do you think we do to keep Allen in the run game contained? Do we blitz more? Do we back off and play more coverage packages? Uh, what do you think that looks like Sunday against the Bills? Yeah, um, that's a really good From question. From a secondary standpoint. Um, our secondary, I do anticipate them struggling at times in this matchup because, number one, matchup-wise, Stephon Diggs, we don't have a corner on our team that's carding him. Not one-on-one from my perspective. We've seen a Jamar Chase, what he can do. You've seen Amari Cooper, what he could do. To me, Stephon Diggs is better than both of those guys in terms of his consistency, in terms of what he's been able to do. Gabriel Davis is another uh, number two receiver that at times can really heat up, streaky in that sense. But in terms of how we deal with that, I do think you have to mix it up. You're not going to be able to play a ton of man coverage versus them for two reasons. I just broke down the matchups with those receivers. But number two, why you can't play man is, was well, actually three reasons. The second part, is the tight end, Dawson Knox, versus our mm. inside linebackers. That's another mismatch. They treat him like a true number two receiver. Think of him in the in the vein of, like, a Kelsey Light, a George Kittle Light, you know? He's not to their level yet, but they're expanding him there. And then the third reason why you can't play a lot of men is because you don't want to turn your back on Josh Allen. He can use his legs. Yes, he and can. that was on display in Baltimore. Whenever they went man or they tried to blitz him and they didn't get home, he would extend plays with his legs and gash them down the middle of the field running the ball. So that's why I don't necessarily think you should blitz him. But the problem is you can't allow him to sit and just take forever because these receivers can get open. So that's that dilemma, sort of speaking. Honestly, I don't have the answer to that because there's no easy yeah, solution. Because the reason yeah. why we were able to have success on them last year was we could just rush four and stay coverage. So it makes those guys have to stay, or it makes those receivers have to work harder, and it makes Josh have to hold the ball longer because it's a zone. And before those nat- those receivers found those natural holes, T.J. Watt was going off. Cam Harrod was going off. Alex Heisman was going off. Whereas right now, we don't have T.J. Whereas right now, Cam hasn't been as consistent. And those are some of the things, even with Heisman, it's like he's playing well, but he's not finishing his rushes as consistently as he needs to be. So that is something that is a little bit unsettling. But the one benefit that I would say to hang your hat on is this. Regardless of how good their players are, because they are really good at the skill position spot and their old line is good their ball security is not the best. Hmm. Josh Allen, he doesn't turn the ball over as much in terms of throwing interceptions, but there will be opportunities because he throws a hard, fast ball at a lot of velocity. So it's not necessarily that he's inaccurate, but at times when we talk about balls hitting off a receiver's hands, we laugh or we we try to say, oh, man, Claypool, you should have catch that. It dropped and bounced up. Oh, Pat, you tipped it and it went up. When Josh misses and it goes to the receiver's hands, it's like ricocheting crazier. Right. It's so, like John Elway right, throwing, right. throwing rockets so out there. So that's the sense where it does allow for us to create splash there. Also, they're running backs. They run the ball well, but they put all three of these guys put the ball on the ground. Singletary, James Cook, Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. So that's why they've been. That's why they rotate through absolutely. three. That's and, why they rotate. And one of them hasn't yeah. emerged as the guy. And whenever you watch this Bills team, they will move the ball up and down the field. But whenever they stall, it's because of their own issues, ball security. Or almost, it, or, almost caught, yeah. cost him a game to, to the Ravens last Yeah, week. absolutely. The ball security part, and I ain't gonna lie, they got a little offensive arrogance, and rightfully so. We, <laughs> we had that same thing when it was our killer beat era. You know ah. how it goes, where we're like, you know what? It's third and three. We're gonna throw it 30 yards downfield. You know why? Because we could go for it fourth and three. We, don't, we, we, can't. Don't we can do what we want to do. Like, they do have that. They have that a lot. But those are some of the reasons why I would say to hang your hat on feeling confident in that vein, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like, yeah, we don't match up extremely well right now with their offense. We're banged up on our secondary. We don't have our best pass rusher. It's kind of like when you would play Ben in his prime. You wouldn't say how to beat Ben. Blitz him? No. You would say you better rush for and play coverage. Yep. 
And that's why when we played Jacksonville, we were struggling against them because they could beat us up front. And they had the corners in terms of Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Bouya, and I forgot the safeties, but they had enough mm-hmm. pieces to match up. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're just not healthy for that. But there's still other ways for us to be successful, which we broke down. Me tweets us. Who? Me. What did it do? Says, gents, I got three shots for you today. I Ooh, like that. You know, I like. Is that a triple shot? Well, I, I was thinking like seven shots, but. Oh, hey, no. Hey, either way, works. I, I, hey, three doubles. Let's go. <laughs> Number one, uh, not concerned. Me says, like, I, I'll be fine with whatever the record is at the end of the season. I just want to see us grow and develop the young talent on offense. Short-term growing pains for long-term gains. I like that. I like that as well. To me, I don't share uh, much optimism that the rest of Steeler Nation will be as patient as you are, but good on you, lad. Hey, all you can do is control what you can control. Number two, the wide receiver room needs to hit the jugs machine. <laughs> and number three, Pizza Hut wings are just okay. I is would Pizza agree. Hut, yeah. Is it still the Wing Street wings thing that they do there, or is it just Pizza Hut wings now? Because I haven't had Pizza Hut wings in See, I thought it was a long always, time. I thought it was always the Wing Street wings, right? I've never like looked to see like if they was never called that. I just assumed they was always called that. They're they're they're, yeah. they're all right. Yeah, they're all right. It's wings from Pizza Hut. It's wings from Pizza Hut. Like what you expect? Yeah, it's like getting wings from KFC and, and, and comparing them to like an actual like wing spot. You know, and it ain't no fat heads. Nah, it's, it ain't it's, no big shop ops. Nah, those are designed for what they're designed for. Yeah. So Cuban Dan wants to know. You know, as as the as the, uh, as the guy with a decade of experience, what's your opinion on that old adage, that old phrase of if it hits the receiver's hands, it should be caught? Sure, but context does matter. You could say if it hits the receiver's hands, they should catch it, yes. But I would also say for quarterbacks, you shouldn't throw passes where the coverage is expecting and waiting on that where you're going to make it less than 50-50 for your receiver to get that ball. We talk high percentage versus low percentage throws, right? Mm-hmm. It's the difference between throwing a 50-50 contested pass and you throwing a crossing pattern that's downfield to Chase Claypool to a half-field safety that's sitting there waiting on this play with a defender trailing Claypool. So now it essentially becomes two-on-one and a guy has natural leverage because of the call. So we can go the adage of if it hit Claypool's hands, he should have caught it. But what about the adage of, hey, if it's a half-field safety right there, why am I going to throw the ball in his direction and not have anything that can make him have to move one way or the other? Hmm. So it goes both ways. When we talk about Pat Fryer move, hey, man, if it hits his hands, he should have caught it. If you also go back and look at that tape, the same criticism that we have for Mr. Trubisky, right? Hey, guys in the middle of the field open. Claypool is wide open. 12 to 15 yards, middle of the field, the depth behind the linebackers, shallower than the safety, the same one that the Jets were killing us on. Exact same spot, and Kenny Pickett did have time there. He decided to back up, retreat, and even while he's backing the retreat, and he still has Claypool open. It's still very much right there in his clear sight, and then he throws that over there. So once again, we can make the case of should Pat have caught it? You can make that case. Yeah, yeah. But should Kenny have said, hey, why am I throwing there where it's late contested outside and you're indecisive, which he said because he was like, I kind of want to throw it away. I kind of want to throw it to Pat. You can't be indecisive. No, you, you need can't. To, can't you're sit either on the fence. throwing yeah. it away or you're throwing it to him, mm-hmm. one or the other. But regardless of that, Claypool is open, right? So in that context, that's where I say, man, it does matter with context. But I'm not as bent on if it hits the receiver's hands because that was never my stance at the beginning of this thing. When we talked about it, and that's what we said on Monday, I was like, yo, when we check the tape, then I'm going to give you my opinion. I've had time to check the tape. Regardless of if he comes down with a 50-50 ball or if it should have been a better pass, whatever, 
I'm more so just upset at the decision. The decision in both of those situations wasn't the best, but he's a rookie and he will improve upon that, or at least he should improve yeah. upon that. Yeah. But that is the context that matters with this. So that's why when we talk about the old adage of hits the hands, if we're trying to point fingers, sure, we go that route. But as we said multiple times today, it's a lot of nuance with lot, this yeah. offense. It's a lot of nuance with this quarterback play. And when we want to place blame at certain places, not as cut and dry as just he should have caught it because it hit his hands. Is not that simple. As much as we would like to, it is not that simple. I mean, that passing, uh, the pass that George Pickens caught in Cleveland, I mean, it hit his hands. Right. It was still an unreal catch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it hit his hand, yeah. singular. But you're right. There's there's different but levels with, of it yeah. hit his hands. If it's mm-hmm. right in your wheelhouse, if it's right in the center of your body, and so, it's, so it's, 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 it hit his hands. Deontay Johnson on the tip pass at the, the interception for Michigan Correct. That's it hit his hands. He should have caught that. Correct. The decision was fine. It was just a P drop, meaning. You take the D lineman, you're dropping him out. His whole job is to be underneath and just disrupting stuff. Mitch throws it. He's able to get a hand on it, but Deontay still gets both hands on it. Still hits him clearly in his hands. It was a catch that he should have made, and he understands that as well. But that is the difference when we're talking about that type of context, not pointing fingers of who is right and who is wrong, just in the simple of what happened. That's what we're talking about. But I do like those type of questions right I there, man, because it it, it provokes there's, those type of answers. And I do there like is, there's that. different yeah. tiers of hitting a guy in the hand. Yes. Is it yes. right in his wheelhouse? Is it right in the center of his body? Yeah. Is it Bryce Ford Wheaton in the backyard brawl? Oof. Yeah. Should have caught it. Good call. I like that. Russell tweets us. Not that I'm still honked off or anything. Hey, it happens. Russell says, guys, we're going to go into Buffalo, get the win, come home with the Bucks, and the fans are going to be crazy. We're going to turn this thing around. Remember, you heard it from Russ. Well, think about it in this situation. It's not outlandish. This Buffalo team, granted, they're very talented. Granted, they're scary at times because of how fast they can score, but they're very banged up. They don't have any of their starters on defense in terms of that secondary. Jordan Poyer is questionable. But the context that we're talking about, oh, Minka, oh, Cam Sutton, oh, they have they don't have a Tredavis White out there. They're missing a lot of their guys out there. They're missing Micah Hyde, who's an all-pro safety. Tampa Bay's going through it right now, too. And not just going through it as a team. Tom Brady emotionally is going through it as well. Mm -hmm. Having your personal business displayed on Front Street while you're emotionally still going through a split with your wife, nah, that ain't something to laugh at. That's not something that's easy. So when we talk about the context, we very well could beat both of these teams, and it would not surprise me in any capacity. And who knows what's going on with Tua the following week. Come on now. So on paper, yes, but... In reality, is there context? Is there nuance? Is there a clear path to victory in all three of those games? A hundred percent it is. A hundred percent. And that's why for me, it's like, man, we don't need to fear any of these teams, man. Like, you respect them and stuff like that. But at the same time, there is a legitimate way for us to be successful. Now, we're going to have to really be buttoned up and detail it. And that's the part where we'll see how buttoned up, how consistent we can be. Because that has been the theme and the issue for us. Regardless of who's been that quarterback, the consistency element of it. If we're consistent, we can get out of all three of them stadiums with no problem. Yeah. No, it's true. My biggest concern would be Philly because they're the most complete team, the most healthy team, the most dynamic in terms of all three phases. And it seems like the Steelers always yeah. unravel out right. there in but South was, Philadelphia. But outside of Philly, I'm like, man, the Bucks are vulnerable. The Bills, because of their health, they're vulnerable right now. Same with Miami. And Miami. If two is not playing, yeah. if two is not 100%. So, yeah. <laughs> I completely concur, uh, my friend. Mm-hmm, Annie mm-hmm. tweets us and says, now the chess matches begin as teams adjust to Kenny Pickett and the Steelers and Kenny Pickett find ways to deal with those adjustments. For Arthur, what is that process like from a player perspective once 
teams start to gather tape on you. Self-scouting becomes prevalent. Self-scouting becomes even more a part of your daily makeup. So you'll get to a point, man, and Kenny's not going to be there realistically anytime soon because it does take about, you know, seven to ten games to really, really have a full understanding of what a guy is. But because he's young, he can still grow and keep getting better or going and getting worse. We know that part, but it's just a lot more of development for him. Think about Baker Mayfield. We thought we knew what he was after year one, but we saw mm-hmm. year two that shifted. Year three, that was very different. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the context with this. But the reason I say self-scouting becomes more important is it might be a time where you start thinking, hey, maybe I can't read zones as fast as I need to. So teams start to do what? They start to just give you zone at the zone at the zone at the zone. And you have to figure out why am I struggling versus this zone? Is it because I'm only looking to the front side? Is it because I'm not having the time to process everything because of my O-line? Or is it just my receivers not sitting where they need to sit? But once you go through that process and you're able to consistently identify, hey, this is my issue, now you say, hey, how do I correct it? Now I know how to correct it. Now we go out there and yes. now instead of cover three being a weakness, now it's an asset. Every time they show it to you, you're like, yo, I'm licking my chops. <laughs> right, We're about right, to get this. Right. So that's how you fix it as a player. Now, on the other side of it, when you're the defender or you're the person self-scouting it, you're like, bro, are you the person that's scouting those new players? You're like, all right. As like I said, as I'm building up my portfolio on Kenny, I'm saying, okay, if I show single high but I turn it into zone, he struggles with that. Until he proves that he can figure that out. That's what we're going to throw out. We are never going to align and cover three. We're going to dress it up every time. Now, it's some teams or some players that it's the reverse. When we play Peyton Manning, it was, hey, we want to show him exactly this every single time. Even if we're in it, we're going to show it to him. But we're never going to do any type of disguise. The disguise is this is our look the whole game. Right. And we all, we said we're going to line up as if everything was a max blitz. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Now, we're going to have some, some issues with it, but we're going to have some strengths. And we saw how it worked out for us. It helped us in a major way. But those are some of the things that you figure out. And that's what Leslie Frazier from Buffalo is going to be doing to Kenny. All right. Do I need... The, on the plays where he was successful, he was blitzed. Whew. Now, he got hit. He kind of liked getting hit. We'll see how much he really likes to get hit if he keeps getting hit. You know, I always, I always laugh when people get hyped. Oh, man, you saw he, he took that shot, got up with a smile. I'm like, yeah... That's not what you want to see a lot of, man. Trust no, me on don't. this, okay? Trust me on this. It's nice to see once, yeah. but it's not what you want to see a lot of, man. Yeah. But if you're Leslie Frazier, you're saying to yourself, all right, he makes some good plays when he's pressure. He makes some good plays when he doesn't have to think. He makes good plays when he can just say, you know what, 50-50 ball, I think my George Pickens is better than your corner because that's what he did a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He just simply said, I see a single high. You're not going to get a chance to morph from whatever you're, sh- you're going to go to. You're not going to get a chance to because I'm going to snap it right now and I'm just going right here. You can do that when it's single high. You can do that on certain calls. Mm-hmm. But that's the part where Leslie Frazier is going to be playing with him to see that dynamic. Okay, when is that look when we're playing around? Yo, he'll snap it. He'll they'll, do that. They'll bait him a little right. bit. Right. Yeah. So that's the give and take from the player side of when you're self-scouting yourself. But then the opponent side, when you're saying, hey, this is the guy that we're trying to take advantage of. This is the guy that we're trying to see what he does well and what he struggles with. So hope that was, you know, that's a nice clear breakdown. for you. That's a nice breakdown. Um, Buddha says, I've been waiting for years to learn Arthur Motes' middle name. i got to put it out there now. We've got to find a new puzzle for Wes. Come on, man. <laughs> well, my puzzle now is getting Arthur Motes a security fob for the front door here at the iHeart Radio compound. How about that? Good luck. Good luck. Uh, Blake 
says, go, going back to uh, to the decision to uh, to turn the reins over to Kenny Pickett, Blake says uh, he also thinks it's the right call. Kenny moved the ball. It felt like there for a moment that he was going to steal Superman's cape and save the day. But I think going forward, keeping a better balance of run and pass, and I believe he will be fine. Yeah, you have to have that balance. But once again, just because we made the switch does not necessarily mean that this offensive line is going to consistently block better. That's the kicker. It doesn't mean this yep. running game is going to consistently be better, and that's the part that we have to realize with this. Yes, it was exciting, but still, the context is still there. We still are a very up-and-down team in terms of how we operate. <sighs> uh, the real Teddy, our buddy, chimes in again. You he, know the real one? He wants to know, um, and, and you kind of touched on this, but – what are, what are some of the things that stand out to slow down that explosive Bills offense? Well, number one, man, you have to attack the ball. Whenever they're carrying the ball, Josh Allen, wide receivers, running backs, they do carry it loosely in the sense that it's not as valuable to them because they do understand that they're talented enough that they can overcome multiple turnovers. So that's the first thing that I would say. You have to attack the ball whenever you get it or whenever you have a chance to because they – they do do that, and a lot of those guys have put the ball on the ground multiple times. So that's the first element of it. The second thing that I would say is um, in terms of just how we would attack them or how we get out of that stadium, you have to minimize your turnovers. Regardless of who we want to put last week's turnovers on, you can't have that many turnovers and expect to beat good teams. That Jets team, they're not even a good team. And we saw how we weren't able to get out of that stadium. You have four turnovers against this Bills team, they're going to put 50 on you. And that's what we can't do. So ball security becomes even more important. We have to win that turnover battle versus them because they will turn the ball over. For a fact, they will. And our defense has shown that we have a natural ability to get that ball. So that's the other part of it. Protect the ball, take that ball away. And then from there, hopefully get some Bounces going the right direction, you know. Sometimes, yeah, that, that would be sometimes, nice. Sometimes you need some of that. All right, uh, particularly and, in the health department yeah, as well, yeah. too. Jeez, you know? please. And, 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 it's a second straight year this defense has just been mangled by injuries, and it wouldn't hurt for Josh to have an off game either. Hey, that'd be all right. You know, so that's where I would leave it at. But in maybe all seriousness, kind of like him, maybe I need to yeah. sneak him some bad wings on Saturday Something, night, yeah. so his uh, because he's yeah, the he difference maker. Upset stomach. He's the difference maker. You watch him in that Baltimore game. That Bills team, because of their injuries, and that's like the thing that's funny to me. Like when we talk about our injuries here in Pittsburgh, it's like Buffalo is just as bad injury wise as well. But the difference is they got Josh Allen. So when you're watching these games, and it's like, man, everybody out there is depleted. Nobody can make a play. Josh makes it happen. Correct. And when you have one of those handful of top five elite tier MVP caliber quarterbacks, that's what you get. That's what you get. Not many of those guys yeah. in the league right now, but he's so one of them. That's the difference right now. When you talk about our team and their team, that's the biggest difference. It's like, they got Josh Allen. Now, Diggs is an animal in his own right, and yep. rightfully so. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Josh is the reason. Diggs, Diggs, yeah. was, Diggs was great in Minnesota. Yeah. He's elite with Josh Allen. That's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. You have one of these handful of unicorn quarterbacks. When you have them, as we've said, with seven, when you got those guys, you always have a chance. Josh when Allen, you have those guys, Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter what's going on in the game. Yep. They just need a chance. Yep. That's it. So is that is let me ask you, is that the only two true unicorns right now? Now I I don't know if I'm still putting Aaron Rodgers in that category, at least not through the first four games. I know I'm totally going off on a <laughs> I am putting Joe Burrow right there right now. 
I mean, if you're trying to talk about in a vacuum, then you can make that case. But to me, when I commit to a guy and saying that he's top five or he's in that category, four or five games isn't going to change that for me. Well, I change that's, off that's, the season. That's, that's a good point. That's so, a good point. Like, that's, so, like, when I think of Joe Burrow, I'm like, yeah, he's still in that unicorn category because Aaron I've seen plenty to say that they were. And also, going back to Joe Burrow, why do I still believe he is a unicorn? Because even with his turnovers, even as bad as he's played, why are they still in games also? Well, that's a good point. Because good of point. how yeah, good yeah. he can get, because of how he can eat it. We saw that firsthand, right? He was playing terrible, and then it clicked. And we were like, oh, no. What's going on here? How do how, how does the five turnovers go it's into to, hey, man, hold on, hell Mary, Jesus, please, somebody, Allah, anybody, whoever we want to believe in today. That's what it became. <laughs> whoever we want to believe you know? in today. So even with Joe, I'm like, ah, he's in there for me, man. Two is the one. Two, two is the one. I was like, I, I ain't there yet. No. But they wanted to crown him. They wanted to put it. And I don't want to break, like, not in a negative because obviously sure, we know he's sure. dealing with. But he was you one of those ones for me. You and I have made this joke before. Yeah, we're, he's we're one of those really ones quick to crown people in this yeah. league. Um, hey, it happened to Baker Mayfield after his rookie Think season. Think about it. Yeah, people, and, people were trying to put him as an elite guy. And it's like understanding how hard it is to do it multiple Because that's the thing that people fail to forget. Anybody can have one good game. Anybody can have one good season. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. It sure does. You want to talk about a great Peyton Hillis? Great season. Great season. Great season. Great season. Yeah. But after you're like, ah. where they at? No. And we can really go down where the, they at? like if no. we really want to play that game, we can go down the list of how many dudes to do it just once. Just have one great season, one little game, stuff like that. But that's why we always say that, hey, we don't crown these guys off for that. It takes a lot more. But Joe Burrow specifically, he has shown a lot more. But he also has a larger sample size as well. Well, Motsi, let's hope Sunday 1 o'clock in Buffalo is the start of Pittsburgh. Why not? Finding another unicorn. Hey, hey, why can't it be? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Let's go. Uh, Motsi, last one here. Uh, Wayne thinks that Najee will benefit from this change as too. Um... Maybe some more deception in the handoffs. Linebackers freezing, not knowing what Kenny Pickett's going to do. Play action there. Maybe some more uh, keeping those guys on their toes. Hey, let's hope for it. Najee, he had his best game of the season Sunday. Let's hope that continues uh, this Sunday as well. Yes, absolutely, man, because we definitely going to need him. But either way, man, let's shout out to everybody that needed to get a shout out today. So let's start with my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. Always a pleasure. Come on now. You know how we get it in. Shout out to the megawatts, the power grid, man. Keeping this yeah. show you guys have been great all week. full of energy. Great all week. Definitely appreciate y'all for that. Salute you. And then also got to spin the block and give a shout out to my partner in crime. You know the one and only Wesley Euler. Middle name Valen, by the way. I'm already doing advanced scouting for Saturday night up in Buffalo. Ooh, hey now. I got a couple wing. Uh, I got a wing spot. I want to hit. Oh, I got a couple breweries. I want to hit. You, 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 you got. Oh, you are boots on the ground. I forgot. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're, you're, you're you're actually and employed. We're gonna be there at like three thirty four o'clock on Saturday, so I'm gonna have a lot of time to frolic. Oh, turn up Saturday evening. Yes, yes, yes. Have um, fun with it. So if you got the if you got the Buffalo recommendations for me, drop them in my mentions. Hey, in my is. mentions, baby. It is. But either way, man, salute each and every one of y'all, man, for rocking with us today. We greatly appreciate you, and you already know where to find us. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Stillers mm-hmm. Nation mm-hmm. Radio. And there it is. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.